You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 315, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. So I'm going to ask you a question. Who is in your inner circle? Who's in your inner circle? Let me ask you a more important question. Who in your inner circle doesn't need to be there? In other words, should not be there, really doesn't meet the the standards for being there, is not helpful by being there. And in fact, is kind of sabotaging to your efforts and your goals and your dreams by being in your inner circle. Which leads me to today's topic, which is, is what you've got an inner circle or is what you've got an inner cage? I like to talk about topics like this on my daily dose of inspiration email, which if you don't get those daily, what I like to call get it together talks, you can uh, sign up at tinyurl.com forward slash KV daily dose. So you can get the daily dose of inspiration at tinyurl.com forward slash KV daily dose. I recently released a book called inner circle or inner cage, 10 ways to figure out who's got your back and who needs to go. And let me, let me start with saying why I wrote the book. I have wanted to write this book for two years. In fact, I started the book last year and then I I needed to write other books. I needed to pivot and get some other content out. So then I wrote a good 13,000 words of the book last year, but then put it on a shelf. And finally in the last month or so came back to it and the words just flew out of my head and onto the the Microsoft Word page. And so now the book is finally up. But I've wanted to talk about this for at least two years at this point, because the reality of the situation is that and I'm, I include myself in this, mind you. So, so when, I, when I'm when I'm having a get it together talk with you about this whole inner circle thing, trust me, I am having a get it together talk with myself about this. Still navigating the waters of this. I, I've done a good job of cleaning some things up, but still navigating the waters. And here's the thing that I'm finding in myself, but also in, in my coaching clients and you know friends, and very far too often we are creating our inner circles on autopilot. And I talk about this whole inner circle creation on autopilot thing in the book, inner circle or inner cage, but far too often what I'm seeing and what I've noticed even in myself is that we are just building inner circles unconsciously on autopilot and then wondering why our inner circles don't clap when we win. They don't support us. They don't have the capacity to support us. We've chosen the wrong people for the wrong reasons. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And so I want to talk today about how do you know that what you've got is, is a good inner circle or if in actuality, what you've unconsciously built is an inner cage. And let me begin with a quote directly from the book, because I think this, this quote, it's a pretty long one. This quote will help us get to what I really want to spend the bulk of this episode talking about, which is what, what should be the criteria for a solid inner circle member? Like what should someone, if I'm, if I'm going to stop doing the creating the inner circle thing on autopilot, and I'm going to start being very intentional 
about who I allow into my inner circle? What stuff should they bring to the table at minimum? So let's begin with the quote, and then I'm going to go to the criteria. So in inner circle or inner cage, 10 ways to figure out who's got your back and who needs to go. I say the following. There are so many individuals keeping people, not simply in their lives, but in their inner circles, people who steal their energy, criticize their dreams and bring no value to the table. And I kept asking myself, why do we keep people in our lives who are selfish, uncaring, draining, and toxic to us? Why are people sharing their dreams with people who can't see their vision? Why do people continue to allow emotional vampires to steal their energy and take up unnecessary space in their minds? And I couldn't figure out why so many of those I coached, taught, or were connected to would, on the one hand, say they didn't have a great inner circle. And on the other hand, had considerable resistance to the idea of making serious changes to the dynamics of the inner circles they were a part of. And then, as happens so often in life, <clears throat> I took a step back and asked myself the questions that I kept asking of others. I started to ask myself things like, who's in my inner circle? What is the purpose of each of those people in my circle? How is each person adding value? How is this inner circle making me better? Who's in my inner circle that doesn't actually belong there? Why am I choosing to keep those people there? How is the inner circle I have leading me to the life I keep saying I want? And if my current inner circle is not built for where I'm going, what keeps me holding on to people who I know I can't level up with? I started asking myself the questions. I deep dived on the answers and came to some eye-opening realizations. I began to see that everything that I wanted so badly to call out in my clients, friends, and family members, I needed to call out in my own life first. For all the motivational quotes and inspirational talks I shared, it became crystal clear to me that while I logically knew what my inner circle needed to be like, I was allowing people, things, and situations to enter that inner circle that had no place being there. And when I asked myself, why am I allowing that? Or why am I keeping that person in my life when clearly they don't align with where I'm going? I pretended not to hear the answer. And the answer was both clear and harsh. I could use them to avoid taking ownership for the sabotage that was coming from me. Let me repeat that last line in the book because that was a, that was a huge breakthrough moment for me when I started to look at how many of my inner circles I had actually built on autopilot and I had to have a get it together talk with myself and say, why are you doing this? Like, you know, you know, the importance of your inner circle, you know what this ought to be like, Cassandra, what are you doing exactly? And the answer was both clear and harsh. I could use them to avoid taking ownership for the sabotage that was coming from me. <sighs> Look, when I had to have that get it together talk with myself, it was not pleasant. And it was not fun to have to admit that I was using keeping people who didn't belong in my inner circle as an excuse that I was making for keeping them there. Because really what I had them there for at the end of the day was I had them there to sabotage myself, period. Had nothing to do with them. 
no harm, no foul, nothing to do with them, had everything to do with the fact that I could use them to avoid taking ownership for the sabotage that was coming from me. Yes. And I did that. And so if you are listening to what I just read to you from inner circle or inner cage, and you were like, me too, right? Like me, sure, me too. There, we're not going to go to the shame, blame, guilt game. Like we don't need to, we don't need to should all over ourselves about what we should have done with our inner circles. What we need to do is take ownership though and say, okay, I know I have people in my inner circle who don't belong there. Okay. I know. And then we need to say, okay, I need to set up new criteria now because now I need to really look at the people who I allow into my inner circle those three to five people who I share my dreams with, those three to five people who I'm asking to support me and hold me accountable and, and really hold space for my dreams, those three to five people. And I talk about this in the book, Inner Circle or Inner Cage. You shouldn't just have one inner circle for every dream and goal you have. You should have different inner circles for different dreams and goals. And I go into the book in the book in detail about why. It's a lot more work to have different inner circles, but you must. You must have different inner circles for different goals. Getting back to the, the point in general, whether you have one inner circle right now, or you have 10, each inner circle member in any of your inner circles or in the one inner circle you have, there's some basic criteria that if they are solid inner circle, they need to bring to the table. And if they don't bring these standards to the table, they don't belong in your, your circle. They need to be fired from it. And that sounds really, really harsh, but here's the thing. You're not trying to build your life on default. You're trying to build your life with intentional focus and deliberate action. And you need inner circle members who reflect all of that and who, who are doing that in their own lives. So <clears throat> I talk about this in the book, but let me, let me talk about, um, the characteristics of, of, of solid inner circle, inner circle members. Like the right inner circle members are individuals who are at your level or higher. The right inner circle members are individuals who have the capacity to both see your dream and hold space for you to achieve that dream. The right inner circle members clap when you win. They receive joy by supporting you. They are knowledgeable in the areas that you are trying to grow in and are willing to mentor you in those areas. They have the ability to hold you accountable and tell you the truth. And you have the ability to hear that from them without getting butthurt and offended and upset. The right inner circle members are individuals who are busy working on expanding and improving their own lives and live in a state of continuous improvement. The right inner circle members have a growth mindset in most areas, but definitely in the area that you're wanting to grow in. And the right inner circle members are individuals who believe firmly that you are worthy and capable of creating whatever you set your mind to. What am I saying at the end of the day? so often we, we think that because people are close to us, right? They're siblings that we grew up with. They're best friends we've known since high school. They're people that we're, we work with closely. We've known them for 15 years or five years or 10 years. We think that proximity equals affinity when it doesn't. You could have someone <clears throat> who's been in your life for the last 20 years 
and you have this beautiful goal to build a business and the person that you've been in proximity to, so you lived in the same neighborhood, maybe you live in the same house, maybe you grew up with this person. They've been employees their whole lives. They've no interest in building a business. They don't know the first thing about building a business. And so you have this beautiful dream of building this business and the person in your inner circle or the people in your inner circle, they've known you a long time. They know, they know about this dream. They're like, yeah, go for it. But they have no clue how to support you on it. They're not even really sure why you want your own business when you could just get a comfortable check working for someone else and then retire with a pension. Like they have no capacity to hold space for a dream that they themselves don't have, that they themselves don't go for. And even in their own lives, if you really took a step back to look at where they are in their lives, they're not actually pursuing any of their biggest dreams. They're just on the hamster wheel, going from day to day, you know, walking through the motion. Like the reality is, is that person as great as they might be, as much as they might love you as much as they might really want the best for you, they lack the ability to be a solid inner circle member when it comes to the goal of building a business. So it's time to get super clear on like, who did you put in your inner circle, whether you did it with intentionality or whether you did it by default. And truth be told, most people build their inner circles by on autopilot by default. They did not intentionally sit back and do what I recommend in my book, Inner Circle or Inner Cage to do. So that's okay. Cause most of us built a lot of our inner circles on autopilot. That's fine. But now that you know that there is such a thing as building your inner circle on autopilot, now you got to do the work because you can't say you don't know. You can't say, Oh, I, you know, I, I had no idea. No, no. Now, you know, now, you know, you built your inner circle on autopilot. Now you got to do something about it because you have the information. So at the end of the day, here's what I want to say. Just because somebody loves you doesn't mean they they're meant to be in your inner circle. Just because somebody likes you doesn't mean they're meant to be in your inner circle. Just because you think somebody is a wonderful person and you really want the, but doesn't mean they should be in your inner circle. There are very specific high standards for inner circles when you are creating them intentionally and I want you to not feel bad because you either have to fire people from your inner circle, you have to distance people from your dreams, or you have to create brand new inner circles and not include the people you've always included in them before. Don't feel bad for that. There are standards to everything. Your inner circle has to have high standards because in order for you to get where you're, you want to go, you need people who've already been there and done that. You need people who like you're rising to meet their level. Not that they've, they're not even on the level you're currently on and they have no clue how you're going to go to the next level. You don't need skeptics in your inner circle. You don't need complainers in your inner circle. You don't need people who every time you turn around, they're going to be like, why aren't you just good with the way things are? Like, isn't this good? And you don't need those people in your inner circle. You just don't. And the sooner you, you, you own the fact that you allowed them in, and you own the fact that you built that inner circle on autopilot and the faster you get to the place of going, no, 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 I need to change how I'm doing my inner circles. And I do need to hold myself and inner circle members to a higher standard. The faster you will start to really build momentum in your life and momentum for your goals and get to where you say you want to go. Is any of this easy? No, no, you, there will be some hurt feelings 
there will be some, some ending of friendships. There will be some collateral damage in the family. If, if you've got fear and I, and I talk a lot in the book, I devote some time in the book to talking about why I think it's a problem to have family members in inner circles. I do spend some time on that because that's complicated. So will there be some uncomfortable stuff when you actually get clear on how to build your inner circles with intentionality? Yes. Is it necessary? Hell yes. Hell yes. Life is too short to be playing around with lower standards, especially when it comes to your inner circle and your inner circle needs to be filled with the right people. Um, there need to be, it needs to be consciously created, meaning you're not just doing it on a whim and you're not just doing it because of proximity. Um, there needs to be alignment between you and your inner circle members. And that requires having certain conversations that I talk about in the book that requires being very clear and, and transparent with people about what you need from an inner circle member and about whether they have the time and the ability to give you that. And you are free to ask for what you want. They are free to say, no, they can't give it. They are free to say, no, I'm not able to support you in that way. Or no, I don't think you can actually accomplish that. I mean, it's having an open and free conversation with other people that then allows you to make a very informed decision. All of this sounds super like legal, right? It sounds like, oh, this is like a business partnership. Well, it is though. Your inner circles are a partnership. So you can't take this lightly. This isn't like, oh, but I've known them my whole life. Okay. Then they can be your friend. They can be your cousin. They can be your sibling because that's what they are. And you can relate to them on that familial friendship level, but they can't be in your inner circle though. If they don't meet the criteria, they can't be. And so this is a really touchy subject because so many of us have built inner circles on autopilot that we've had for decades. And now comes the reckoning of, of really taking a good hard look at them and making some decisions. And there will be some collateral damage. I'm not saying this is easy. This is not easy. That's why most people avoid it. Most people don't do it, but it is necessary if you're going to take your level to your, your life to the next level. It is necessary if you're going to stop using other people as your excuse for not leveling up. It's necessary. And so when our mother said, you know, you are, you become the company you keep, guess what? They were right. They were right. So if you want to be in, in a different space and place in your life, you need to be around different people. And that starts with your inner circle. So this wasn't the most uplifting podcast episode. Um, it is definitely a get it together talk. And I would highly recommend that you go to Amazon and you grab inner circle or out or inner cage, 10 ways to figure out who's got your back and who needs to go because it's a book you're going to want to hear on audible when it's available on audible should be in the next couple of weeks, but it's a book you're going to want to read in paperback and outline and highlight, but it's also a book you're going to want to listen to over and over again, because as you do the work and as you take the steps that I outline in the book, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard. You're going to feel like the mean person and you need something in your ear that reminds you, no, 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 this is what's necessary for me and for them. And so the one thing you never want to do in life is, is keep, keep people in your life who don't belong there. I mean, that's my final point in this. It is an injustice to keep anyone in your life who doesn't belong there. And, and there is grace and mercy and love in releasing people from your life who no longer fit in it. 
I think that's the part we don't talk about. There is grace and there is mercy and there is love in releasing people from your life who do, who no longer have a place in it. And oftentimes when we do that, we feel like the mean guy. We feel like, uh, you know, like we're being arrogant and, and all these other things. But truth be told, nobody wants to be in your life if they don't have a place in it. Nobody wants to, to, to beg their way into your circle. Nobody wants to feel like the, you, the only reason you keep them there is because you feel sorry for them. Nobody wants to feel that way. So then why would you do that to somebody else? Why, why would you hang on to them knowing that the most loving thing you could do for both of you is let them go? You would let them go. And so that's my final message to you. If you listen to this and you're like, man, yeah, I created my, my inner circles on autopilot. It's time for you to get in a circle and it's time for you to release the people from the circle. It doesn't mean they have to be out of your life completely. It just means they can't have access to your dreams and your goals and you don't go to them for advice and, and you don't, you don't ask them for things they can't give you. Right now, sometimes with inner circle members who you allowed in on autopilot, you do have to let them go completely because they're in total misalignment with your life, not just your goals with your life. That's different. But in general, I want you to take a good close look at the three to five people who you share your, the bulk of your goals and dreams with. And I really want you to look at the criteria that we talked about in today's podcast episode and really see, do they meet the criteria? Do they clap when I win? Um, do they hold me accountable? Are, are they going after the goals that they want in their own lives? And, and are they doing that on a level where they've achieved things that I'm still trying to get to? Like, do my inner circle members, are they really solid? And do they meet the standard? And if you take that good hard look and they don't meet the standard, guess what? No harm, no foul. Just say, you know what? They might have a place in my life, but they don't have a place in my inner circle. Or even say, you know, they don't have a place in my life. And they don't have a place in my inner circle. And that's okay too. That's okay too. So, all right, make sure you grab my new book, Inner Circle or Inner Cage. It's powerful, especially when it will be available on Audible in the next couple of weeks. It'll be awesome for you to be able to hear me speak the words of that book. But it's also important because as you think about your goals and your dreams and the life that you want to create, there simply isn't room for people who are in misalignment with that. There just isn't. And there are billions of people on the planet. Everybody's got somebody, you know what I mean? Like it is very arrogant for any of us to assume that we are the only ones for other people. There are billions of people on the planet. So if you're not the one for somebody as a friend, as a confidant, as a partner, that's okay. There are billions to choose from. You are not the only, you're not that person's only source. So you can let them go and rest assured they will find somebody else to be friends with, to connect with, because there are billions of people on the planet. Okay. All right. So again, is what you've got an inner circle or is an inner cage? Ask the question and then answer the question from your heart, from your soul, but then, and then do something about the answer you get. See, it's not enough to ask the question and give the answer. I thought I was going to end, but I'm not yet. It's not. Who was it that said this? I'm trying to remember. Oh my, Carolyn Mace. Carolyn Mace said, are you strong enough 
to live the answers to the questions you are asking. So it is not enough to say is what I've got in an inner circle or an inner cage. And then to answer the question, what are you doing about the answer you gave to the question you didn't want to ask yourself? You got to live the answers to the questions you ask. That's the key. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please share this with someone you know who really could benefit from hearing this. Uh, I look forward to talking to you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. 